The players will get the headlines, but it will be the coaches that get the spotlight as OTAs kick off this week in Foxborough. Stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Foxborough faithful and welcome to the Locked On Patriots podcast, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Patriots your first listen. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I am your host, Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there showing some love to the Twitterverse, Please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at LO underscore Patriots. And a special shout out for all of you Locked On everydayers out there. Y'all are truly amazing. The support that you provide us with is humbling. Those of you who make Locked On Patriots possible each and every day, my unending appreciation for you. I am humbled by your support. And today here on the pod, we're going to take a preliminary look at organized team activities. You know them as OTAs. And... They're set to begin for your New England Patriots on Monday, May 22nd at Gillette Stadium. Now, 10 days of team sessions are coming up here for the Pats. In May, it's going to be the 22nd, the 23rd, the 25th, the 30th, and the 31st. And, of course, back in June on the 2nd, the 5th, the 6th, the 8th, and the 9th. It's going to be a lot of fun for your New England Patriots over the course of the next 10 days I say that tongue-in-cheek, it's going to be a lot of work, but Patriots players are definitely looking forward to it. And the one question that I often get a lot when it comes to organized training activities or OTAs is, what can we expect to see on the field? Well, my short answer to that is not a lot, but it's definitely not nothing. You're going to get a decent idea of what some of these guys are going to look like heading into minicamp and to training camp. Seven-on-seven drills and 11-on-11 drills can be run during OTAs, but no live contact is permitted. That does hinder you a little bit if you are an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman, but again, gives you the opportunity to see what the coaches are thinking and how some of the offensive and defensive skill positional players are going to be able to match up one-on-one. Definitely looking forward to that. And it always leads to the next question, that is, what's the difference between OTA and camps? Well. OTAs are a 10-day off-season program, as we previously said. Those are designed to help players improve through in-person meetings. You're going to see some classroom instruction, less on-field practice in OTAs than you will see during minicamp. Minicamps are shorter, they're more compact, they're three-day workouts, a little more on-field work. But neither one have live contact during the on-field workout. And Right now, it looks like the Patriots are about to enjoy a pretty robust attendance. The big players, the guys that you're looking to see will be in-house for OTA. That's always a good thing to see. Always positive when those guys are going to show up. But I will say this, minicamp is going to be mandatory. So when you start seeing guys hold out from minicamp, then it might be an indication that there's something else going on here. Good news for the Patriots. I'm not hearing any rumbling so far 
on whether or not there are players that might be looking to sit out OTA or sit out minicamp to make a point. Everyone seems to be on the same page so far, and that's a very good thing. That means a united front for 2023, and the Patriots definitely need that more than anything. So for those of you wondering about minicamp, that's going to take place mid-June, the 12th through the 14th. As always, it's going to be closed to the public, but it will be open to the media. And I'm very happy to report that Locked On Patriots will be reporting from minicamp as well as a couple of days from OTAs as well. So definitely stay locked in for the latest coming from Foxborough. And even though these practices are going to be exciting and everyone's looking forward to them, they're not truly indicative of what we're going to see on the field this season. Again, there's no contact here. So Once again, for offensive, defensive linemen, you're going to focus more on positioning than you really are about the ability to block, the ability to withstand the tackle, things of that nature. But what you can look at and what you can get a good idea on is coaching strategy. And one coach in particular is going to have a lot of eyes on him. Yeah, that's right, folks. I'm talking about Bill O'Brien. And the big question out there in the national cesspool, I mean, excuse me, sea of critics you see is a good word, folks. Um, everybody's wondering, can Bill O'Brien save Mac Jones? Well, I think it's kind of a dumb question. You know, no one's saving anyone here, folks. It's not Grey's Anatomy. This is not Baywatch. This isn't the business of saving lives. This is on-field prowess. And I think Bill O'Brien can get Mac on track because for all of the reasons and all of the discussion that we are hearing surrounding the Patriots needing to change their passing game, Hiring Bill O'Brien, to me, is a clear indication that they're willing to stay with what works, but enhance it. And I'll explain that. They want to return to that timing-based scheme, the one that they ran under Josh McDaniels and had some success. Mac looked very good in his first year with club. They also want to return to a passing game that's predicated on some vertical routes, but completions from quick and accurate throws, meaning that the quarterback has to put it where only the receiver can get it and then make something happen after the catch. That's something they did not do last year. To be honest, it's something they haven't had the chance to do in quite a while because they haven't had productive yards after the catch receivers that can make something happen with the ball in their hands. Not going to be the case this year. Mike Gusecki, Juju Smith-Schuster, those guys are well predicated on being able to make things happen after the point of attack. So Bill O'Brien coming in, I think, is going to do a much better job than the Patricia-led regime last year. They wanted to incorporate more zone reads into their repertoire. The quick game or using the run to facilitate play action is where Bill O'Brien is at his best. And coincidentally, folks, it also happens to be where Mac Jones is at his best. And we saw this during his time at Alabama. He can run this type of offense, and he can run it very well. Strong supporting cast of playmakers. A lot of people aren't too high on some of the pass catchers that the Patriots have, but they've got potential playmakers here. Taquan Thornton can make plays. Devontae Parker can make plays. Keep an eye on Kayshawn Butte. If you saw a couple of days ago when I had Dr. Kyle Trimble on here um, and explained about Kayshawn's injury, Looks like things are trending in the right direction there. So if Kayshawn is feeling good and locked in, he could be a productive member of this team. And then, of course, we talked about Kasicki at the tight end position. Henry can do the job. And, of course, Juju Smith-Schuster, that's where he's at his best. This opportunity to release the ball quickly, deliver it accurately, gives your playmakers the space you need to catch and run with the football. It puts points on the board. It also helps to keep the quarterback ahead of the blitz. 
and out of duress. All you everydayers have heard me say that a lot, and this is why I believe Bill O'Brien is so important to this offense, and that's why I'm really excited and really very optimistic about this offense this year because of what he can do. If the players can make the plays on the field, I don't care if they're not the household names like the Tyreek Hills and the Stephon Diggs and, you know, the Aaron Rodgers and the Josh Allens of the world out there in the division. These guys can still make plays. And I don't think they're worried about the name on the back of the jersey as much as they are on the front. New England Patriots can raise some eyebrows here, and I think they will. And for those of you Bailey Zappi fans out there as well, I'm not forgetting about Bailey, and I'm not shunning him. Zappi has a very similar skill set to Mac. So if Mac falters either during camp or during the preseason, Zappi has the stuff to make things interesting as well. So when I say Mac Jones, I'm assuming he's going to be the starter. I absolutely believe he will be, at least at first. But Zappi is not someone that should be forgotten about or just relegated to second-tier duty. I really believe he has the opportunity to make things happen as well if Mac proves incapable. And something else to watch here, folks, is the progression of Trace McSorley and Malik Cunningham, particularly Cunningham. I talked about him earlier this week on the pod. I, for one, can't wait to see his dual-threat capabilities on the field can he earn a spot on the roster? That's going to be a big question this offseason into training camp. His chances might be better than you think, and we're going to talk about that a little more this coming week here on Locked On Patriots. But bottom line, keep a sharp eye on Mac Jones this week. He's had a pretty good week as starting quarterback for the Pats. And I'm not only saying that because he took in the Taylor Swift concert on Friday night, folks. He is creating a buzz around veteran coaches and players right now. And that's exactly what you want to hear about a starting quarterback, especially one that's looking to bounce back from a difficult season in 2022. According to what we're hearing, he gets continued positive reviews from his teammates, his coaches, who have been around Mac Jones the longest. And Patriots insider Mike Giardi tweeted out some of them this week. If you haven't had a chance to check that out, check out my Twitter page. You'll see what I'm talking about. Some of the quotes that he tweeted verbatim, quote, confident leading like we know he can, ready to remind you, meaning the media and the fans, why he was a playoff quarterback in year one, and then energized by the change, meaning that Bill O'Brien coming in as offensive coordinator has definitely reinvigorated Max Vigor for playing on the field. And folks, if Mac Jones is dialed in, could be a lot of fun. I'm not speaking for everyone here, but this sounds like it could be a fun few weeks coming up in Foxborough, at least in my humble opinion. <laughs> Pats fans, Thomas Murphy will join me here in just a moment. But before I do that, I just wanted to take a moment to remember one of the NFL's most iconic figures who passed away on Thursday at the age of 87, and that is the legendary Jim Brown. The renowned Browns icon and revered social activist is not only considered to be one of the greatest running backs of all time, He's also regarded as one of the greatest players in NFL history. Brown was a Pro Bowl invitee during each of the seasons he played from 1957 through 1965. He was recognized as an AP NFL Most Valuable Player three times and won an NFL championship with the Browns in 1964. He led the league in rushing in eight out of his nine seasons, and he earned eight first-team All-Pro selections. For that, Brown was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1971 earned a spot in the College Football Hall of Fame in 1995 for his numerous accomplishments at Syracuse. He was also an impressive multi-sport athlete, one of the better lacrosse players of his generation or any generation. 
It involved him getting inducted into the National Lacrosse Hall of Fame in 1983. On an athletic field, there were few that were as dynamic as Jim Brown, but throughout his active and post-playing careers, Brown was also a pioneer in championing both civil rights and social justice. In fact, his campaign for helping to reform juveniles who were in prison for gang activity actually led him to a personal friendship with Patriots head coach Bill Belichick, believe it or not. He worked with Brown in this endeavor. They both visited prisons together and really took an active interest in the community. And for that, Brown really developed a very deep respect for Bill Belichick, and the feeling was definitely mutual. Belichick has routinely placed Brown as one of the best players in the NFL and it really in the history of the game of football. He even took his players to visit his statue outside First Energy Stadium in Cleveland last October when the Pats and the Browns hooked it up on the field. And I thought that Belichick summed it up perfectly when speaking of Brown last year. And I believe this is a really great way, maybe the perfect way, to honor his memory. And Belichick said, I think honestly, any person, football player or otherwise, can learn a lot from Jim Brown and what he represents and what he stands for. And today, we all here at Locked On Patriots join the Brown family, the NFL, and society as a whole in mourning the loss of James Nathaniel Brown. Patriots fans, Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com will join me here in just a moment. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Built. If you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all of the sugar and the calories, then you need the best-tasting protein bar ever, and that's Built. you got to try this, folks. I say it all the time. All of you everydayers know how great Built bars are, and I want you to share in the love. And I'm not sure how they do it, but these bars continue to taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros, like 130 calories on average, 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even need to wait to get a bar, because if you want... Built Bars, all you have to do is walk into your local Walmart, right up to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a four-bar box. If you're at Sam's Club, even better. You can go and get a 13-bar box of some of Built's greatest flavors. And folks, you can continue to get all of your favorites and specialty flavors at Built.com. So don't delay. Do it today. You'll thank me later. Visit your local Walmart or Sam's Club to pick up a box of Built Bars today or visit Built.com. Built. You gotta try this. Patriots fans, once again, thank you for closing out the week in style here on Lock On Patriots. And when you need a little extra style to close the week, where do you go but the counter Murphy Fisto himself, the legendary green man, the green king of Sting, the monster master of disaster is here. Uh, your favorite and mine, my good friend, Thomas Murphy of E2G Sports. Murph, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for coming to me in friendship, Don Murph. No, thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me back, man. It's always a blast. Start the week out here, end the week out here. It's the perfect way to get steady, get ready for it. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. The weekends were invented for this man right here. That's exactly who we're doing. Partying, styling, profiling, <laughs> limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. Yeah. Well, that's a different okay. that's a different story. Woo! All right, Murph. We are ready to go. We're all set. And OTAs start on Monday at Gillette Stadium. Open the show talking about a little bit what to expect from OTA. 
there's a progression here. You start off at this level, you move to mini yep. camp, and then all of a sudden mini camp becomes training camp, and that's where <laughs> we're really going no to pads. our energy. Absolutely. So these are not padded practices. They are voluntary, folks. So you may see some Patriots not in attendance uh, from what hey, I'm hearing. I don't show up to work when I ain't getting paid. <laughs> from what I'm hearing, though, all the major players should be there, folks. Yeah. So anybody that you're thinking of that could be a surprise holdout, uh, there's always a chance, but I'm not hearing anything on that front for the first time in a long while. I think the Patriots have a solid group uh, that's ready to go. So in that vein, Murph, let's start off. You know what? We always start off on the defensive side of the ball. Let's start off on the offensive side of the ball. We'll have some fun right off the bat. All right. It's flush the format Friday. We're ready to roll. And um, when you look at OTAs and you look at all of either the familiar faces that are coming back or the new yep. faces that are going to be out there, who are you keeping your sharp eye on on offense this week via reports? Uh, obviously, the media will be in attendance on Thursday. I'm looking yep. forward to that. I know a lot of uh, our fans are looking forward to reports from Gillette, but who are you going to be watching closely this week as the Patriots try to assemble a competent offense and uh, really kind of revitalize a unit that needed a lot of help last yeah. year? Well, th this obviously isn't a one-name answer. It, mm. it, it can't be. Um, but right off the top of the off the top of the bat, I, I'm I'm taking a long, hard look at Mac Jones and how he is his body language, his attitude. Um, how uh, he's interacting with the new guys that are on the team, that the guys that were brought in here, and um, and quite frankly, uh, how he's getting on with with Bill O'Brien. That is exactly what I think New England Patriots fans are going to be watching very closely this week. Is how are the players, specifically Mac Jones, but how are the players, the new, the old, going to work with Bill O'Brien? We've all heard that this is the most important acquisition that the Patriots could have made and that they did make in the offseason. And I happen to agree with both. I think Bill O'Brien was the right guy to bring in, and I absolutely believe that it was their most important acquisition. But how they're going to be able to work with Bill on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, eventually on a monthly basis, and maybe even on a yearly basis here for a little while, you have to be sure that this is going to be the right fit. And the players that he has, whether it be quarterbacks, whether it be running backs, whether it be tight ends, wide receivers, offensive line, these guys have to work together and they have to work and be on the same page. That leads me into who I'm going to be watching very closely. I'm going to be keeping my sharp eye on Mike Gusecki. Um, yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing what this kid can do. And I know Claire is very excited because it's tight endage, but at the same time, to me, this kid is the textbook fit in a Bill O'Brien offense. Bill O'Brien's offenses typically create space. They create mismatches for those bigger pass catchers. Yep. Uh, Gasicki is a large man in that regard. 6'6", 247. He's not yep. going to have any problems being outsized in terms of contested no. catches. And he's got a pretty good battery mate in Hunter Henry at 6'5", 250. Yep. Was a little tougher than he gets credit for as well. See a lot of people loving to uh, drag him through the mud a little bit. I think having Mike there is going to bring out the best in Hunter this year as well. Um, so he can power his way into those contested catches, but we're hearing rumblings of whether or not Mike could possibly be used in the slot, not just as a big red zone weapon, but maybe out of the slot a mm -hmm. little bit as well. I think he can do that. It's going to be very interesting to see if Bill kind of tips his hand a little bit and we see some of those yes. drills uh, start to work their way through. We're not going to find out much in OTA, folks, but sometimes that groundwork can be laid 
And that's what I'm going to be watching out for this week. That That's a great point. But uh, Gusecki brings uh, back something that the Patriots haven't had in a very, very long time. And, uh, and I, I can't wait to see him busting up the seams here in New England in a way that that we have not seen. I'm not comparing him to Rob Gronkowski, people. Don't don't say that. But Gusecki is much better than anybody that's been here since Rob at doing exactly that, at doing uh, the things that that Bill O'Brien is going to like to call. Um, I I don't really I I don't want to get on anybody and just and uh, he fills out the, the the card uh, much better than than tight ends past. You know yeah. this this pairing is really gonna give um, give Mac Jones uh, a couple of of stalwarts that he's going to be able to not only check down to but uh, focus in on as number one reads. Mm, absolutely, I'm glad you mentioned that. If you want a 12 personnel, folks. This is the area where I think you're right. going to see it. Bill O'Brien loves to run it, first of all, so you're going to see it just based on that alone. But the other part of that is now they have two complementary pieces, one that can play the traditional Y, even yep. though I you know, would still like to see a little more blocking come from Hunter at the traditional Y, but yep. he can do it, folks. He did it in Los Angeles. I he watched did. him do it. He has the capabilities. I think you'll see it this year, but Mike really is that true weapon that you can have not only in the red zone but also to get catches out of the slot as well and hunter is one of the best route running tight ends i've ever covered i think you're going to see a little bit more of that this year as well and him getting out into the open field and so. just just to stick with the tight endage to keep claire and those out there happy keep a keep a close <laughs> eye on scotty washington absolutely yeah. I, I actually uh, projected Scotty to make the roster and be the yep. third tight end in this room. A lot of people are going Sokol. Some people I'm even seeing that are uh, liking Lumpkin. Uh, Johnny Lumpkin. Yeah. Um, and some are thinking that the Patriots may just go two tight ends at this point, or maybe they might you know, pick someone up uh, you know, here and there. I, I think Washington is someone they like an awful lot. Right. A lot of pass-catching prowess and potential in this kid. This third tight end situation might come down to a completely other uh, area. Uh, we'll mm. Cut Peter, borrow from Peter to pay Paul, mm. and um, I, I really think that they're going to end up carrying three. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, when you run twelve personnel and you love yep. twelve personnel, the way Bill O'Brien runs it, you can't take the chance that you're going to be down to one tight end in any yep. matchup, especially with some of the explosive defenses that the Patriots are going to be facing this year. You're going to need someone that can step in and play. I'd like to see a little more blocking training going on with Scotty Washington in training yeah. camp, in mini camp, maybe even as early as OTAs. But you definitely want to see that a little bit. But I think there's a lot of upside in this kid, and I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Murph, obviously, we've talked past catchers. We've talked the past throwers. Uh, who else are you keeping your eye on? It is a run back. Is it a wide receiver? Uh, I know offensive line is usually not the thing for the OTA, but there right. are ways to keep your eyes on these guys. Who else are you keeping a close we're, eye we're, on? We're really just standing there and walking around like chess pieces. I'm talking about the large, round individuals that really <laughs> run football, people. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna right. to have a close eye on Tyquan Thornton. Yeah. All right. Um, Taekwon, you know, he came in last year and he had a very good camp and then some injuries happened. He, he even had he, uh, some good games in the preseason. He got he got banged up early in camp and then late in camp. And it was really difficult for him to get into a rhythm with um, 
with uh, with Mac and and with this offense because they really weren't sure what they were going to get out of him. Coming into his second year, I'm really going to have a sharp eye on Tyquan Thornton and how he is getting on with all those involved. Yeah, very, very good. Uh, and uh, I think right on the money when it comes to what this team needs, what they're going to be able to utilize in the pass catchers, and really how they're going to set up that wide receiver room. Another mm-hmm. guy I think Patriots fans should be keeping a sharp eye on right now is Kendrick Bourne. Uh, we're hearing some rumors yeah. going around about maybe he's still in the doghouse. He's not going anywhere. No, Just stop. And- yeah, absolutely. I, no, I, we're going to we're this. We're going to be yeah. saying this again and again that that you know we said this six months ago. We said this four months ago. Just stop. Mm-hmm. He, he's not going anywhere. This team needs weapons. This team needs guys that are going to move the chains and get that yak that we all know I love. And uh, he's the man to do it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on you, but God, no, you didn't step on me at all. Aggravating. I'm sitting here turning green. Yeah, turning green. <laughs> we don't want to turn in green. Folks. All right, maybe we do. You know what? There look we are, right there. there look That's that. it. That's how Stop green Murphy. Just... I mean, when you look at the strong suits that he brings to the table, things that Kendrick Bourne does well. Right. Downfield target, create separation. One of the better yep. wide receivers you have on your yep. roster right now, folks, that create separation. I love what Tyquan Thornton brings to the table, but you also have to think about the fact that he's in his second year, coming off of an, a year where he did have some injuries that slowed him. He's going to slowly work his way into that role. But if you're looking for someone that can right now create some separation, I point the football in the air, create opportunities in the quick passing game with the screens and the slants. This is the kid to do it. And I love Kendrick. I know he loves being here. Um, And I really hope that we're able to see a lot more of what we saw in year one from Kendrick Bourne out here where it looked like he was one of the more talented, if not the most talented receiver. Bill O'Brien's going to love him. He's going to love him. You know, he's going to look at he's going to look at that film from college. He's going to look at the film that he had out there in San Francisco and his first year here and and then just sit back and say, why wasn't he used more? And what Mm -hmm. the hell was wrong with Manny Patricia and his grudge match that he had (laughs) with this kid? Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes when personal feelings come in and they come yep. into play, uh, can really work to the detriment, not only of the player, but also of the coach and most importantly, mm-hmm. the team. I think that's what you saw last year. And I don't think that will be the case. So if the Patriots pieces are all in place, could be a better offense than a lot of people are giving it credit for. There is a lot of talent on this offense, folks. And if they can come together and play up the potential, they're going to surprise some people. But one unit, Murph, that really doesn't need to kind of sneak up on anyone that's already going to be circled on everybody's calendar is the Patriots defense. Did mm-hmm. the Pats defense get more formidable over the offseason? And if so, who is Murph keeping his sharp eye on on the defensive side of the ball that might be an impact player, potentially a major impact player in 2023? We're going to talk about that when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Patriots fans, thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots your first listen every day. Remember, we are a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a special shout out and a tip of the cap to all of you everydayers out there. You all make Locked On Patriots possible. And if you are an everydayer or a casual listener or a first-time listener, we welcome you to the program and we also ask for your help. It is Mailbag Monday coming up on Monday, and me and my good friend here are going to be back on the microphone answering all of your questions. 
on Monday morning. So tag us with the hashtag Mailbag Monday and be sure to get those questions in so you can be featured here on Locked On Patriots. And Murph, in the meantime, we continue to anticipate the start of OTAs on Monday, May 22nd at the practice fields adjacent to Gillette Stadium. Media will not be in attendance, folks, until Thursday, but we're looking forward to that. We're going to bring you boots on the ground coverage on Thursday. So once again, keep a sharp eye out for that as well. But in the previous segment, my friend, we talked about the offense and players that we're going to be keeping our eye on this week, next week, into minicamp. But we know that defense wins championships, and the Patriots have a very good defense, maybe even a better defense than the one that they had last year. And last year's defense kept them in a lot of games that most would say they had no business being in at all. Right. When you look at this defense, top to bottom, tip to tail, defensive line, linebackers, secondary, who are you keeping your sharp eye on this week? Who are you excited to watch? No, I, there, there's not a lot of veterans that that I'm going to need to keep an eye on this this time this go round, man. It's going to be a lot of rookies. And um, one of the rookies that I'm going to keep my eye on uh, is, is a draft pick that left me scratching my head, and that's Marty Mapo. Mm. <laughs> I I, I want to see where he's lining up, when he's lining up, um, who he's moving out. Okay, because the, the, you know I, I still I have it sitting here in the in the back of my head that you know he's here to replace Kyle Duggar. And that mm-hmm. not, doesn't mean that Kyle Duggar is not going to be a member of the Patriots. I've just got a sneaky uh, suspicion that Kyle Duggar is going to end up moving back to the free safety position. And that uh, this young kid is going, he's, he's going to take some snaps away from him early uh, as the box safety. Okay? It's unbelievable. I, I, I can't stop watching tape of this kid. Actually, I can't stop listening to tape of this kid because he hits with a reckless abandon that that it quite frankly sounds like a, a jet hitting Mach one. <laughs> yeah, he does. Reminiscent of Rodney Harrison and the way yeah. he hits and you know the force and yep. the skill set that he brings to the table and being able to know exactly where to hit, how to hit, and the right angle to hit. Uh that is not something that is easy to learn. Marte Mapu definitely already having that in his uh, repertoire. And if you listen to uh, the show a couple of uh, days ago, Dr. Kyle Trimble joined me here and did give Marte pretty much a clean bill of health here, folks. Um, Even though there was the torn pack, this is something that looks to be in his past. And if that is indeed the case and he can move forward without any type of hindrance from that injury, you're only going to see more of that on the field in New England. So I love it. I'm definitely keeping my sharp eye out for him. Murph, we all know about Christian Gonzalez. I think every eye in New England is going to be on Christian. It already is. A five-second clip. (laughs) Absolutely caused a Twitter frenzy a couple of days ago, and I'm all for it. It didn't tell us anything that we didn't know about him. It automatically just confirmed everything we did know. And to me, I think it was well worth it and well worth all the hype that it got. But I'm going to raise you on that, and I am going to go with a veteran that I am keeping my eye on because he's going to be in a contract year. And this is a kid coming off a very impressive year last year, and you want to see if that can continue into 2023, and that's Josh Uche. Uh, We had an opportunity to speak with Josh yesterday on Thursday uh, at Gillette Stadium, and he was very forthcoming about what he needed to do to actually put himself in a position to be able to return to form because 
2021 was a tough year for him. He regressed a lot. He really wasn't was. hitting his marks. Uh, really was not the same type of player that we were used to seeing in his first year. Rebounded in a big way last year. 11 and a half sacks, 27 total tackles. Nine of those went for loss. 14 quarterbacks gets two forced fumbles. And Send him a, now. Yeah, in a lot of ways. <laughs> I mean, he said that it was, you know, this was just more of him being free. He talked to a few of his Patriots teammates, some current, some former, guys like Dante Hightower, Devin McCourty, Jamie Collins yeah. uh, was a big uh, you know, influence on him. He mentioned Great show, him. by the way, with Jamie. Great show. Thank you very much. And Jamie Great did show. drop that pearl of wisdom yep. right here on Locked On Patriots that he would like to be a coach someday. Maybe Josh Uche could be his first protege. There you go. I'm telling you, folks, this is a good you know, budding yep. relationship there. So keep a sharp eye out for that one. But all kidding aside, I mean, to me, Uche brings all of the intangibles that you want to see. And I'm going to be looking to see how he uses that speed, that athleticism, and now the system savvy that he has to be a significant factor this year for the Patriots as an edge rusher, as an off-the-ball linebacker, someone mm -hmm. that can come in on early downs as well as situational pass rush. This kid's got the skill set to play on the line. Yeah. He can be in the Patriots' 5-1 looks. We've seen him in a 4-2. We've seen him in a 4-3. He's a nightmare. He's a yeah. nightmare. He can do a 3-4 as well. Yep. This, to me, is a very big part of what the Patriots can do defensively this year and watching very closely to see how he's aligning and the type of reps he's getting. It's with Team 1, and it's regular out there, and he and Judon are inseparable like they were last year. It's going to be a fun year in the win. It is. I think these two it guys is. are going to be ready. Um, and, and I don't, I, I'm, I'm one of the people that, that would like to see Uche get signed now to an mm -hmm. extension. You can always move somebody down the line if, um, if you feel somebody else can come in and do the same job at a, uh, a lesser price, which is, mm -hmm. you know, they, that's, you know, facts of this business folks. If Keon mm -hmm. white comes in here and is able to do those same kind of things, then, you know, it, it, it's irrelevant to have the both of them there. I, I would rather have the both of them there, but uh, you know, just moving on. I'm going to have, I'm going to have a sharp eye on the Joneses. I'm going to have a sharp mm -hmm. eye on my man, Jack Jones. It's how he, how he bounces back after the way the season ended last year with his, uh, with his injury. And, and of course, uh, um, why, why am I doing this? Why? And, and uh, uh, of course, uh, Marcus, Marcus Jones too. Mm -hmm. I want to see uh, how the two of them, you know, step their game up in the second, in their second year. Mm, without question. Very, very good. Excellent choices all the way around. And the New England Patriots have some exciting players in that middle part of the defense, in the secondary, without any question. I think we've hit on a lot of the uh, the, the top guys that a lot of fans are going to be watching. Again, folks, defensive line, we don't mean to negate what those no. guys do. Guys like Devon Godchow, guys like Lawrence Guy, uh, they're going to be Christian Barmore without any question. Season veterans. The only Absolutely. thing I want to see is how healthy Barmore is. Other than that, you know, it, it's it's like going to that that group is like going to your favorite restaurant. Okay, there yeah, might be something is. new on the menu, but you know what you love and you know what you're <laughs> going to get when you sit down there at the table. Great analogy. I absolutely love it, folks. You can't get it any better than that. And why even bother trying to get any better than that? Flush the format Friday. We've given you our laundry list of players that we're going to be keeping our eye on as OTAs begin on Monday. But who are you going to be keeping your eye on? Yeah. Who would you like to know more about? Let us know in the comments section below. And 
If you have a specific question on any of these players, I want to drop us a it note in yeah. the comments. Hashtag Definitely. it Mailbag Monday. Could you guys yep. hit on this? You know, that's without fine. any question, just hit us with the hashtag. You can reach out to us at lo underscore Patriots, but you can also reach out to us individually at tmurph207 or at mdabatenfl. And again, if you're listening or viewing on YouTube, just put a question in those comments. Put hashtag Mailbag Monday, and we'll know you mean business. You'd like to see this question addressed on Monday's episode right here on Locked On Patriots. And Murph and I will be answering all of your questions, your comments, your feedback, because after all, folks, it is your team every single day. And I thank you all from the bottom of my heart from making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage, a weekly part of your New England Patriots coverage. But where would I be without the great Don of Locked On Patriots right here? My friend... It's always my honor, always my privilege, and we're looking forward to doing this again on Monday. But if fans are viewing this over the weekend, what should they be keeping their sharp eye on when it comes to the great literary and vocal world of Thomas Murphy of E2G Sports? Well, um, you know, we'll we'll be back on Tuesday with another exciting episode of One Patriot's Place. Claire, hopefully we'll be back. And, uh, you know, we're all out here uh, saying our prayers for your for her good health. And um, uh, Phil Perry from NBC Sports Boston will be stopping by to see us. Please don't check. Don't miss that one. Uh, of course, uh, you know, the Red Sox are out there on the West Coast. I've got a nice little piece up there at E2GSports.com as uh uh, the, the first time that, that we're going to run into Xander Bogarts and what a screw up that was on, on part of, <laughs> of high and bloom. Uh, but other than that, check me out on the bird app for anything else comes up, comes up. You never know what's going to tickle my fancy or, uh, you know, turn me a couple of shades of green here. And we <laughs> end up having to, to discuss that. Yeah. Without question, folks, uh, bottom line, uh, if Murph is putting pen to paper, voice the microphone you want to check it out definitely check out one patriots place phil is one of the best in the business been too long since we've had him on the airwaves here on locked on patriots mm. yeah maybe an appearance might be in uh, in yeah. order but uh, don't worry we're not poaching merch guests here folks no. this is a family environment and we continue to go uh you know full force into the 2023 nfl season and don't forget folks next week here on locked on patriots boots on the ground coverage from otas the first meaningful action for the New England Patriots in 2023 on those practice fields, and we'll bring, be bringing it to you right here on Locked On Patriots. But in the meantime, please be sure to get in your questions for hashtag Mailbag Monday for Murph and I here on Monday. And as always, we appreciate all of your support, all of your patronage to Locked On Patriots. We wouldn't be here without you, and we definitely appreciate each and every one of you, especially all you everydayers out there. On behalf of my good friend, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com, I am Mike DeBate. Stay safe. Stay well. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you back here Monday on Locked On Patriots. Slim Reaper's season.